Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Pat Cordell in the studio. She is one of two consecrated virgins in the diocese. We brought her in to tell us her um, story of her call to consecrated virginity. She's a lovely lady, and uh, it was a lot of fun talking to her, so I hope you'll join us for that. First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald for some Biblical Bites with Dr. B. Yes, we do. Hello, Chris. Hello, Renee. How are you? I'm good. And I realized as I was going through that intro, I said some things a little bit fast. And I've realized a few times as I'm driving to church, because that's when we hear biblical bites on Sunday morning. I'm like, geez, I can barely understand myself. I'm talking too fast. And you talk super fast. What? (laughs) Me? You. I don't know. Heavens no. What? So I'll have to pay attention and maybe slow down a tad. Here's Zootopia, Renee. Uh, Yes. I think so. Not Zoolander, Zootopia. Oh, I was thinking Zoolander. No. no I, with the sloth. Yes, the I have DMV. seen Zootopia, like yes. I don't have itself. kids, but I have seen Zootopia. Yeah, we like that scene with the sloth. <laughs> we need to be more sloth like. But yeah, you increase our sloth. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is going off the rails fast. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's speed up. Okay. Uh, what Sunday is today, Renee? 19th? Very okay, good. good. All right. So what I actually want to look at today, the, the gospel for today, and as we've talked about before, first reading in Psalm and the gospel are, are usually all related in mm-hmm. particular. Uh, there's a theme. The gospel, which we're not going to focus on, but it's about being ready because the Lord's coming. So oh, it's yeah. highlighted. You'll, you'll appreciate this because of conversations we'd have, we've had off the air. Um, the Alleluia verse, stay awake and be ready mm-hmm. for you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But the thing, it's somewhat related uh, to this, but the thing I want to highlight is, is part of the mass um, so this is kind of more like liturgical bites with Dr. B today. Oh. <laughs> um, the collect or the oh. opening prayer for mass, mm-hmm. which for which most I of call us. collect. Huh? Yes. Incorrectly, yes, apparently. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the collect <laughs> because in the church, we always do things a little bit differently to keep you on your toes. Well, and to just, you know, point out that this is different. Yes. This it is, is a yeah. different thing. So you and I have talked about the collect on my podcast yes. and show ignition before. So what's the purpose of this prayer that you mispronounce? Well, I say to collect your thoughts. <laughs> right. It's actually the, the priest is sort of, it's a prayer on behalf where the priest is really exercising his mediatorial role between mm-hmm. us and God um, in the context of the, the, the sacrifice of the mass. He's summarizing um, certain things for us to God. So right. yeah, he's collecting, collecting all this, and he offers it to God. Usually, just speaking for myself, I mean, hopefully I'm better at this now than I used to be, but I'm not always totally into the mass zone at the, at the collect yet. So right. I don't know how many times I, the, the collect went totally, I mean, yeah. in one ear and out the other yeah. would be generous. I mean, it just bounced off my forehead. <laughs> well, what's probably. interesting is after we talked about that piece of it in your show months ago, however long ago that was, I have been paying more attention to it. And I, the, that's, I love that part of the mass. It's really a beautiful prayer. I do too. And and so what I normally do is prepping for biblical bites. I look over typically the readings and today I'm like, oh, that could do about this or that. And then, well, I should look at the collect. Oh, remember the collect. <laughs> okay. Almighty ever living God, whom taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to God, call, we dare to call our father. 
Bring, we pray, to perfection in our hearts the spirit of adoption as your sons and daughters, that we may merit to enter into the inheritance which you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. So, Renee, the thing that struck me uh, as, I, as I read this prayer, um, preparing for today, Almighty ever-living God, whom, taught by the Holy Spirit, we dare to call our Father. Mm-hmm. So later in Mass, we're going to pray the Our Father. And right. if you want to talk about a prayer, so even worse than the collect, I pray the Our Father totally without intention um, and reverence and attentiveness mm, yes. way too up because yes. I know it. It's the mm-hmm. whole, unfortunately, familiarity breeds contempt. This is a prayer that Jesus taught us, for yep. goodness sake. And depending on which parish you're in, you may be distracted by the people you're seeing across from you. Right. Yeah, but <laughs> that's your problem, not mine. I but know. anyway. That is, uh, that's something I really... <laughs> I really have to work on. <laughs> but but I, what I love, so I'm hoping that this, or next, we get to daily mass between now and Sunday, I don't know, but certainly day, on Sunday mass next, this coming Sunday, I hope that, I hope that I hear in the collect and therefore impacts how I pray the Our Father later in mass. Whom, top of the Holy Spirit, we dare to call, almighty ever living God, whom we dare to call our Father. Mm-hmm. That's a, I, It's an intimate expression and and we the, the prayer of the church is we dare to do it. So, i don't is this a dare <laughs> whenever i pray the our father it yeah, should be yeah. like do i approach this word as it applies to god with fear and trembling mm-hmm. no <laughs> 99.99% like, of the time. Our Father who art in heaven. Pray- but, but Renny, even if I'm praying it reverently and attentively and with intention, our Father who art in heaven. But do I have this thing of what I'm saying now, I'm daring. Like, th- think about mm-hmm. it, I dare, right? I dare you to do that. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh, this is kind of risky. <laughs> like, to do something that's daring implies a risk. Right. I do not approach calling God Father. Right. Like it's a risky business. Mm-hmm. I, I do it all the time. And yet the collect reminds me that, no, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm able to do this and not only able to, but I dare, I, I, I dare to call him my father because right. that is who he are, but he is God. And I'm just, a, yes, adopted son and daughter gets to that. But the fact that I dare to do it says something that I'm pretty sure at least the next time I pray the Our Father is going to make an impact. Yeah. That'll be super helpful during Mass. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. In studio with me today is Pat Cordell. She is a consecrated virgin for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. I have never met Pat. We just met a few minutes ago. She seems very lovely. I'm very much looking forward to hearing about, we're going to talk about how she got her call to the vocation of consecrated virgin and just about her life and how that works in someone's regular life. So welcome, Pat. Thank you. I'm so glad you came in today. We, I kind of called you out of the blue and you're like, uh, <laughs> do I really want to do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you agreed and I'm really glad you did. So um, <clears throat> will you start first by just telling us a little bit about you, your family, where you grew up, those kind of things. I was born in Watertown. Huh. Um, Me too. <laughs> Harold and Marge um, Cordell. And I have eight brothers and oh, sisters. Wow. Okay. Um, I am number seven. Of the oh, eight. okay. We all reside in Sioux Falls. Okay. Um, wow, that's amazing. Out of all those kids, all in Sioux Falls. I've not heard that very often. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, my 
mom died when I was 17. Okay. My dad died here in 2006. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, then uh, in 2009, I got the call okay. to be a consecrated. Okay. Well, I received the call to be his. Okay. <laughs> So we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. I want to I kind of hear how that came about. Um, did you go to college or anything? Uh, just three years. I okay. never graduated. Okay. But I went to um, Southeast Area of Otep okay. and got sure. medical secretary degree. Okay. And you're a nurse aide now? Nurse aide now. At Sanford? Yes. Okay. What does a nurse aide do? Um, take care of the patients. Okay. Doing their vitals. So a lot of similar things to what a, what a nurse would do. Is there like what is the how is there what is the difference? The no, most notable difference to most people, noticeable. They administer the medications. Oh, okay. And yeah. So you can do a lot of things that the nurses do, and there's probably just a few things you don't do. I'm I'm guessing. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. do the meds and the sure. yeah. IVs yeah. and that. It's okay. That's the, probably the not so the fun part. And all that. But yes, you, <laughs> you do, do the yeah. bedside the, stuff. Sure, sure. The caring for the patient. Yeah, and yeah. Very good. How long have you been doing that? Thirteen years. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Great. So, um, did you? So you said you're you um, just got your call as a consecrated virgin just uh, ten years ago. Fifteen. What'd you say? Two thousand six. 2009. Nine. So, so it's been not quite 15 years. Right. Did you have a different plan before that? Like, did you, when you were young, did you plan, were you hoping to get married? Was that never kind of in the I cards? I said I wanted to be married. Okay. And have more kids than my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. As a little girl, I always desired also to be a religious sister. Oh, interesting but never ventured out of that mm -hmm. to pursue it. Mm -hmm. Were you around a lot of religious sisters when you were young and that's where that came from or? No, I have had two religious sisters who were aunts. Oh, okay. One on my mom's side, one on my dad's side. Ah. The one on my dad's side, I was more, <clears throat> had a better relationship mm -hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, she would come home in the summers to my grandma's house. Mm -hmm. We would um, have lunch, and then she'd always go out for a walk and take my younger brother and I with. Sure. <clears throat> she would always talk about her life sure. at um, her convent and that, mm -hmm. and what she was always doing. and So that always sparked an interest in me. But sure. Never ventured out to go to a convent to okay. experience it in that. Sure. And I think I was kind of reserved because I knew it was, in a way, not where God was calling me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as much as I desired that life. Right. That's <clears> a hard <throat> thing to kind of come to, I would imagine, is even if you you feel like you desired something, but you, you knew enough to, or you felt enough to listen to God and say, okay, that isn't the thing, even though I really want it. Yes. <laughs> and part of me, too, was the fear mm -hmm. of sure. disappointing my dad. Oh, okay. You know, because by then my mom was. Oh, sure. Um, 
Well, I guess she wasn't out of the picture because she didn't die until I was 17. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that point, I always wanted to be married. Sure. It was just after she passed away that Mm -hmm. I thought of doing religious life. Right, right. But always thought that my dad would maybe discourage me. Right. (laughs) And say, you know, I'd rather you have kids. (laughs) Give me grandchildren. Sure. But But you had eight other brothers and sisters, so surely he had grandchildren. Seven. 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 Yes. 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 So, yes. And after he passed, I realized that. that Sure. Yeah. He wouldn't have. He would have been proud. Right. Right. And I'm sure he is. Oh, I'm. Yeah. (laughs) I can imagine. Yes. Yes. Okay. So before you tell us how you got your, your call as a consecrated virgin, will you tell us what is a consecrated virgin? So we know what you're what this is. There's a lot of people, I think a lot of people don't know what this is. There's only two in the entire diocese. So need yes. more. <laughs> yes. Amen. A uh, consecrated virgin is the most earliest way of life that women could mm. give themselves to Christ. Right. Before religious life existed. This was even during Jesus's time. Many of the women who followed him were consecrated virgins. The way I understand it. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Um, so after, you know, several hundred of years after Jesus, Mm -hmm. then the St. Benedict and St. Francis and Mm -hmm. St. Dominic came forward with the rules of life Mm -hmm. that they wanted. Mm -hmm. And that's how the religious sisters... Mm -hmm developed mm-hmm. yep <clears throat> but as far as consecrated virginity it existed you know with christ right right and actually mary was the first okay when she gave her yes sure that makes as sense we know is right the church teachings that she was a virgin from birth as right. well right um and that's one of the differences too with when you compare religious life and consecrated life, mm-hmm. um, a religious sister does not have to be a virgin from birth. Oh, right, right. Um, they could be married mm-hmm. and and then become a religious sister later after, uh, if they're a widow or so something like that. Correct. Right. Yeah. And if they're a divorce, mm-hmm. they have to right. get their annulment mm-hmm. before. But a consecrated virgin is a virgin for life. Before and after. Yes. Correct? Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's a big difference. That's, yes. (laughs) Another difference between the two is the diocese will support the religious sister financially. Mm -hmm. Financially, the consecrated virgin must support herself. Okay. Okay. Um, But you do, um, the way I understand it, and... You do take, maybe this isn't the right way to say it, but you take direction from the bishop? Is that the right way to say it? So as far as superiors go, um, the religious sister obviously has mother superior who is the one who directs Mm -hmm. the religious sister. Mm -hmm. As far as the consecrated virgin, we don't have a superior. 
we do place our hands in the hands of the bishop. Okay. Um, saying that we will be obedient to him and right. his successors. Right. So as far as your superior as a consecrated virgin is the bishop. Okay. And your spiritual director. Oh, okay. So. Who would not necessarily be the same person. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right. Your bishop, obviously, as we all know, is quite busy and yep. can't. Right. He does very little spiritual direction. <laughs> the virgin <laughs> on a monthly basis. <laughs> right. right. Um, so you have a spiritual director who is the one who is meeting with you monthly and they actually take on that spiritual father role as well as with the bishop. Yeah. That makes sense. To guide you, direct you. So do, obviously you don't, you aren't assigned someplace like a, like a a diocesan priest is, but do you like, do you meet with the bishop off and on and kind of talk about things you can do? How does that work? <clears throat> or you, you should meet with him yearly. Okay. And sometimes that doesn't fit into the sure. scheme. Sure. But, um, yeah, within a year or two, sure. you should always be meeting with him. Okay. And you just give him insight of what you've been doing mm-hmm. since your last. And obviously, if you have the need of guidance in sure. a specific area, you would Reach voice out that yep. as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. So then tell us how you got your call. Cause I'm sure there's a story behind it. It didn't, well, maybe it did just come out of nowhere, but I suspect there's a story behind it. So we tell us how that happened. Yeah. So <clears throat> in 2009, March, mm-hmm. um, I was sleeping that night and woke up about three-ish being called by him Hmm. to be his and only his. And it was like not a question. It was just an automatic yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I proclaimed that to him and then, you know, just praised him. Right. Prior to that, though, I had been praying um, to have him put someone in my life if he was calling me to be married. Sure. And I know aunts and cousins, they're like, why don't you just go to the bar? And and it's like, (laughs) to me, that I didn't, you know, I don't drink, number one, so I didn't want... Not that everybody who enters a bar is, but I just never have felt comfortable in the bar setting. So it's probably not the best place to find a spouse. Well, I think there are better places. Probably not. (laughs) It's not that you can't find one there. (laughs) Yeah. So I just never pursued that. Sure. And so with the prayer then came in March him asking me to be his. Yeah. Um, so I didn't hesitate on his call. Yeah. And took it, um, not knowing what. And that morning, then I 
in a way, rushed <laughs> to get a ring to oh, okay. signify sure. that I was spoken for. Right. And wore it on my ring finger right. of where a bride would wear her. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. And then just kept praying and asking where he was guiding me. Mm-hmm. So you did not actually go through your consecration right away, correct? No. Right. Right. It okay. was... It was a little while. Many years later. <laughs> so why was that? What uh, is is there like a, a, a time when they, you, you're kind of discerning yes. during that time? Okay. Um, so from there, I just, you know kept asking him, Mm -hmm. God, where he was placing me and what he was calling me to. Mm -hmm. Because I, in the depth of my heart, I knew it wasn't being a religious sister. I wasn't being called to leave my family and join a community. Mm -hmm. But I was being called to that way of life. Right. Um, So I just kept praying. And then I was talking with my associate pastor Mm -hmm. and he said I think you're being called to some sort of religious life and he's I want you to meet Therese Ivers Mm -hmm. who is a consecrated virgin Mm -hmm. for the diocese and at the time she was the um, director of vocations for this part of the diocese and then he said he wanted me to also meet with sister Pamela who was the vocation director for the northern part of the diocese. Oh, okay, okay. And he said, I know you're not being called to, that you say you're not being called to religious life, mm-hmm. but I still want you to meet with her yeah. too. Yeah, um, And that was all he said. So I went home and I'm like, consecrated virgin, what is what that? Is that? <laughs> I mean, I knew what it was because obviously Agnes, Lucy, right, mm-hmm. the early virgins Mm -hmm. you know you knew that but as a child you were only told yep motherhood and religious sister so I'm like I had no clue that that was even an option right so I went home and I googled (laughs) consecrated virgin and I got the association's website for the United States and started reading that read a couple of sentences and Knew instantly that that was where he was calling me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I set up an appointment and met with Therese and went from there. Went from there mm-hmm. and went Good. to the information conference, which is another way of finding oh, out if sure. it's really. Mm-hmm. You yeah, because you don't have a community to go to, so you've got to have some no, way to discern right, that. There is no community. Right per se, as there is with a religious sister who would go to the Benedictine house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. So then when were you actually consecrated? That was 2016, you said? 17. 17. Okay. And is that in, when, what month do they usually do that? Or is it just whenever? (laughs) When your bishop, yeah. When When your your bishop bishop chooses, (laughs) um, he chooses the date. Okay. For me, he chose the queenship, oh. so the 22nd And that was August. under Bishop Swain? Yes, yep. I was consecrated yep. under Bishop Swain. Sure. What was that like that day? 
for you? <laughs> the most beautiful of days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was just obviously a lot of nerves, but mm-hmm. it was just immense beauty and that I was being shown. Mm-hmm. Any fear at that time? Then? Mm-hmm. Or right before? Um, Maybe just messing up <laughs> <laughs> on my responses sure. to the bishop. <laughs> There's always that nerve for sure. <laughs> right. But I bet you did just fine. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. So um, we only have a couple minutes left, but I kind of want to know, like, how does this work into your regular life? You're a nurse aide. You you kind of live your life like the rest of us, but there's this other piece. So how does that fit into your regular life? As a nurse aide, um, I was always open of what I was doing, um, telling them, my director from the start, that I was going to be doing this. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I work at a non-Catholic hospital. Right. And so it was a lot of education, Mm -hmm. um, evangelization, because they don't know the Catholic way. There are some Catholics that I work with, Mm -hmm. but for the most part. So the evangelization, education to them, because they wanted to know, they were very supportive Mm -hmm. and still are. As far as how it intertwines I'm fortunate that I work on labor and delivery. Oh, yeah. So I work solely, majority women. Mm-hmm. There are a few doctors that are males, mm-hmm. but, and then, of course, the male babies that get born. Sure, but sure. for the most part, I'm dealing with women, <laughs> mm-hmm. and which is a godsend. Yeah. But then, and we do see mainly joy, but there are times that, there are the sadness sure. and the, and it's those moments that they know. And I'm constantly as a virgin praying anyways, mm-hmm. um, just by little things. Yeah. You guys do like liturgy of the hours daily, correct? Morning and evening yep. prayer. Morning and, evening and then, yeah. So I'm constantly praying in my head too mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. But then at those times they either call out and say, Hey, could you, be praying for this oh, situation or I know also with working there that, okay, we're in a difficult time right now. Mm-hmm. So I start yep. the prayers. and That's really good. That's a good place for you to be because there's lots of opportunity for prayers for people who are struggling. You know, like you said, you're in labor and delivery, but there's plenty of struggle there too. <laughs> yes. <So>. Yes. <laughs> um, well, Pat, we are out of time. So, I really appreciate you coming in. I'm glad you were able to tell us what this is, how you got your call. So I think, like I said, a lot of, even Catholics, I did not know what a consecrated virgin was before I came to work here. And I think it's really something that if people knew more about, we might actually have more about more of them in the diocese. So hopefully there'll be some women who are like, hey, that's the thing, (laughs) just like for you. So thanks for coming in today. You're welcome. All right, if you haven't found us on social media, you can always find us at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube, and also now on Rumble. Um, All of our videos are on both places. Um, And you can also uh, find us at sfcatholic.org anytime. 
that's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic.